0: Hey, this is Megan Thompson from NASA Headquarters. You're listening to 1590 WCGO Chicago Smart Talk. The Mike Novak Show starts in 3, 2, 1.
1: And those scientists are getting younger and younger around here, aren't they?
0: Yeah, they really are. Live from a cul-de-sac somewhere in Evanston, Illinois, it's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. After 20 years, still Chicago's only deep green gardening and environment program heard every Saturday morning on 1590 WCGO. Chicago's Smart Talk.
1: Good planets are hard to find.
2: Temperate zones and tropical climes, and true currents and thriving seas. Wind blowing through breathing trees.
3: Strong ozone and safe sunshine will. Good planets are hard to find. Good planets are in the main.
1: Clean beaches and
0: They're not Robin and Marion. They're not even Robin and Batman. But they are a dynamic duo. Here they are, Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak.
3: Have forests, the wetlands, well, Good planets are well in the main. It's a deep
0: subject. Right.
1: Okay, Randall, get ready to see how this is really done, okay? Dude, (laughs) that's just mean, isn't it?
3: Ben's Uh, on countdown. When am I out of
1: here? That's right. Ben, (laughs) Ben, yeah. Ben's training a new... Are you training your replacement, Ben? Is that how this works? That's how they do it, yep. Uh, You know, (laughs) that's very funny, Ben, because I've done that. I've done it in radio. As a matter of fact, I've done it as a board up where I trained my replacement. That's always a delight. And so, what you do, you got to show him a couple of things that are just wrong that don't actually work. So that when he gets in there uh, and he can't get it right, you just you shrug and you say, "I don't know." I showed him everything. My my level of expertise. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Oh, welcome I'm back! Yay! Yeah. <laughs> well. Oh what? You didn't want to like take over? You you didn't want to have a coup here and uh Nope. You guys sounded great last Thank week. You. I, I managed to catch you on the uh on the big stream on the inner tubes and uh Yeah,
3: it was great. Kelly Nichols and Lisa Hilgenberg. Oh well were, Kelly's were got
1: so much Energy! Oh, my goodness. She that She didn't woman. even
3: have coffee with her.
1: No? Oh, don't ever <laughs> have her in the same room with coffee. She was wonderful from Mom's Clean Air Force. Uh, she was co-host last Saturday, and then Sunday was Lisa Hilgenberg from the Chicago Botanic Garden. And you guys rocked the house. It was uh, really great stuff. And uh, as if any of you were listening to Mighty House before uh, we went on, our, on air today, you heard us t- uh, d- talking about powdery mildew, and that's something you guys discussed mm-hmm. last week. Uh, and basically, yeah, at this point if you if you've got rampant powdery mildew, you shrug your shoulders and say, "Okay, I hope the fruit is fine mm-hmm. um because there's really not a whole lot you can do uh and next year, use better have better uh uh air circulation, more sun. it's hard to get more sun though if uh it's
3: <laughs> as as Lisa commented, she said it's really hard for vegetables to grow with a lot of cloudy days, so
1: uh, cloudy days, and that's yeah. bringing on but, the powdery mildew. But, but you know, if if you've got a choice between putting it under a tree and mm-hmm. not, uh, maybe the idea is put it out in the full yes. sun. Because I'll be honest, our pl- okay, our tomatoes, and we're still trying to figure out what's wrong with our tomatoes. Now, if you've been on my Facebook page, you see we're producing them in great quantities, but uh the leaves have just shriveled up and dried up, and I think I've got. I know I have some kind of wilt, and whether mm-hmm. it's fusarium wilt or verticillium wilt or it's a bacterial wilt, I don't know. But the leaves are practically non-existent on the plants at this point, but we're chock full of tomatoes. So go figure out how that Enjoy works. Enjoy tomatoes. And if KC Tomato is listening, and I gave you a ding, dude. You got to explain that to me. How do I get all these tomatoes and yet I still have these wilt problems? Okay. And,
3: and I think we both send some of the leaves out to Casey and let him decide what the. Well, what you it know really what I'm going to do?
1: I'm going to put them in a bag because next week we are broadcasting live. Live, live. From uh, the Chicago Botanic Garden for their heirloom fest. Mm-hmm. Their tomatoes. Uh, Lisa would be back out there. We'll be on Sunday. From nine to eleven, from the Botanic Garden. Uh, so, folks, come on out and see Tomato Fest out there, and come out and see our show.
3: Yeah, and Saturday we got Melinda. Um,
1: uh, Melinda. Oh, right, right, Melinda Myers. Don't you don't have to whisper. Well, I you was, could just say yeah, Melinda's
3: it, coming next. Ma, Melinda, Melinda Myers is going to be live in uh,
1: studio. Uh, you said Melinda and I had I'm like sorry. no idea who you, you had were Saturday talking to. Saturday morning brain. And well, it's and we booked, your coffee? we booked it too far. It's it's over here. Okay. So, uh yeah, and Melinda Myers who just won a big award from the Garden Writers Association and uh, is going to be on. So, we've got horticulture for days next week. So, uh tune in on Saturday and Sunday. But today it's It's solar eclipse, the thing I've been waiting for my whole life. clip today. Palooza. So call us, 847-475-1590, if you have an eclipse question. And the one thing I'm going to stress over and over again is don't look at the sun unless you got the right glasses. And if you're not sure, then don't look at the sun. Done. End of story. Okay. I did a garden talk the other day, and you want to know what people asked about? What? (laughs) thank you for asking their lawns what else it's weird how all conversations about gardening turn into lawn conversations and you know what i told them that right now is the best time of year to get grass growing and that i knew a company they should call logic lawn care Logic wants to make your lawn safe for your kids, your pets, and you. And they work with schools, park districts, and municipalities across Chicagoland to manage large turf areas, too. Get a free estimate. Go to logiclawncare.com or call 847-421-6500. 847-421-6500. Coming up next eclipse mania with Megan Thompson from NASA. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Stick around for that.
3: Have you ever walked into a hair salon and been overwhelmed by the smell of chemicals? Well, that's never going to happen at Organic Roots Eco Salon. They use only the safest, most natural professional hair products available to make sure you get great color results that last and won't harm the environment or you. Their salon products and services are free from ammonia, formaldehyde, and other toxins typically found in hair color perms and keratin smoothing treatments. Organic Roots also offers a complete menu of safe straightening treatments, including the non-toxic Magic Sleek and Cezanne keratin smoothing products that let you shampoo the same day.
1: Streets Alive, Evanston's free annual Open Streets event, is coming to Main Street in Evanston on September 10th from 1 to 5 p.m. Streets Alive features a climbing wall, yoga, karate demos, music, interactive art, delicious food, and more. It also includes the Evanston Green Living Festival for folks looking for products, services, and ideas that promote sustainable lifestyles. For details, visit EvanstonStreetsAlive.org. I'm meteorologist Rick Demile. Listen to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki, Saturday, 10 to 11, Sunday, 9 to 11, and listen for my weekly updates on both weather and climate on how the environment is changing and whether or not you're going to have tomatoes coming up in the month of July. Again, each weekend, Saturday and Sunday, 10 to 11 on Saturday, 9 to 11 on Sunday on WCGO 1590 AM, Chicago's
2: Smart Talk. This is your talk. You want to just put in hashtag in any of your social media, hashtag. 1590 WCGO, Evanston, Chicago.
1: and of course i had to play pink floyd i mean how can you how can you do a segment on the solar eclipse without playing pink floyd let's bring in our very special guest today and that's megan thompson from nasa the national aeronautics and space administration megan good morning
0: Good morning, Mike. How are you
1: today? I'm good. How are you? You're you're hunkered down at uh, NASA headquarters in Washington, D.C., and I actually looked up NASA headquarters because you told me you were at headquarters. And uh, are, is it like a big empty building today with just you answering the phones? Is that how that's working?
0: <laughs> well, full disclosure, I'm actually at my house right now, um, which is not at headquarters. I live in Virginia. Um but it has been uh, kind of a, a dead zone at headquarters as different scientists are traveling to um, along the point of or the path of totality. I uh, think that there's probably only going to be a handful of us in uh, for Monday's festivities.
1: So you're going to be rattling around in the halls of NASA with you and a couple of people and uh, phone calls, thousands, tens of thousands of phone calls pouring in, people wondering uh, about the eclipse. You know, and and, uh, I have to ask about the other scientists, I imagine. Are they all going nearby, or some gone to other parts, or some flying, or some, there must be different kinds of uh, science experiments going on regarding the eclipse.
0: Oh, yes, there's a lot of science experiments going on regarding the eclipse. Um, A lot of the NASA headquarters scientists aren't um, actually, working on the experiments, they're out doing outreach. They're they're out at different points along the path of totality to, to be me out there to to be the mm-hmm. people who are points of contact and are there answering questions and giving out um, information.
1: Uh, and I want to let folks know that uh, you're a senior scientist at uh, NASA. Although it's it's an interesting arrangement uh, that you have because you're actually a contractor employed by Arctic Slope. Regional corporation, but you're working on NASA research and education support services. Um, uh, but you are assigned to NASA headquarters, and you uh, the the, the best, best title you gave me is when you said you and I met Megan uh, last week in Oklahoma. Believe it or not, don't ask us why we were both in Oklahoma. Okay. <laughs> Uh actually we're in the family. That's we're, we're 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 not personally related but people that we're connected with are personally related. Uh and uh you told me and I and I put this down, I texted it to myself <laughs> that you're the official eclipse subject matter expert for NASA. I love that oh, title.
0: It's not really a title. That's it's more um it's more an honorific, I would say. And I'm not the I am um... Ah, I'm I'm ah. one of the, of many uh, NASA subject matter experts for the eclipse. And actually, you could have applied to be a subject matter okay. expert as a non um, scientist, as a as a non NASA employee. There were um there there were applications on and on NASA's eclipse website where you could go in and do the training, do some media training. Uh, so by um, by all means, I am I am not the Subject matter expert at all. Uh, my background is in seismology and mineral physics, and I work in planetary science. But I am I'm not a heliophysicist, and um, and so it's it's more of an honorific. I learned a lot <laughs> about the eclipse for this.
1: <laughs> oh, but but obviously you have a fascination with it as well.
0: Well, I mean, I don't think that you could. I don't think that. Personally, I think that you can look at the sky and not have a fascination with it. Even the people even people who don't know that it's, going, that it's happening will, will be forced to pay attention. But I think that my first eclipse was in the 1980s, and it was a partial. I was in Oklahoma at the time and um, in, in elementary school, and it was the first time that I had ever even realized that the moon could pass in front of the sun and um and caused this this huge disruption that was so exciting and kind of eerie.
1: <laughs> it is and I and I remember doing the same thing and I remember having one of those pinholes in a box mm-hmm. and seeing the crescent of the sun because wherever I was did not have a total eclipse. Uh and and uh and we've got Vince on the phone. Vince, hang on just 2 seconds. I'm going to get right to you. We've already got people calling in with questions uh 847-475-1590. We will get to Vince in just a second. But why don't you very briefly Megan explain exactly what's happening? Why is the moon blocking out the sun and why doesn't it do it every single month?
0: Um well, I mean that's a really good question uh, because you know, you would think that since the moon is, is you know moves between the earth and the sun quite frequently that you would you would see this every month because what we are seeing is we're seeing a shadow that's being cast onto the earth. From the moon, getting in the way, so to speak, and it does that. Um, it does that because the uh, the sun is about four hundred times wider than the moon, but it's also about four hundred times farther away. So they coincidentally appear to be about the same size. If the moon was uh, was further away from the Earth, it you wouldn't experience a full um, a total solar eclipse.
1: And of course, um, uh, uh, let me say, uh, knowing something about uh, astronomy. Um, millions of years ago, the moon was much closer to the Earth, yeah. and it's actually getting farther away from the Earth. So in a few million years, we will not have eclipses uh, mm-hmm. on the Earth anymore because the moon won't be able to cover all of the sun. Uh, conversely, uh, several, I guess, hundreds of millions of years ago, uh, I would assume we had them more frequently because the moon uh, relatively was larger and covered up the sun more often.
0: Well, um, actually, it, you're not you're you're not entirely wrong on that, but, <laughs> but somewhat
1: um, wrong. Re- <laughs> okay, <laughs>
0: <laughs> somewhat. Uh, the reason that we we don't have them all of the time is really because of the geometry of the of the moon's orbit around Earth. So it's not in the exact um, oh, ecliptical. Actually, plane.
1: actually, and- I did know that. Uh, I guess I was speaking so that when we did have eclipses in the past, if the moon were larger, that that just simply meant there would be a greater percentage of Total solar eclipses in the past than there are now.
0: Yes, yes. Um, well, you would have it would it wouldn't really be a total solar eclipse. It's more of an an annular eclipse, I believe. It, okay. It, oh, I'm sorry. That's whenever the, that's what we'll have whenever we whenever our moon is too far away from us. We'll right. have an annular eclipse, right. and the moon will never be will never will not fully cover the the disk of the sun um
1: which has okay. got to be that's that's kind of a rip off equi- uh, eclipse because <laughs> you can get the moon right in front of the sun where it's supposed to be but it doesn't cover all of the sun because it's far, farther away from the earth so it's slightly smaller and and so even though it lines up exactly where it's supposed to be it can't cover the sun completely that's that's what we call the rip off e- eclipse because you really
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> you, you don't get to see the corona
0: Well, we yeah and we scientists call it annular, but I, I prefer the rip off um, <laughs> eclipse. <laughs> it just sounds so much more fun. And and we do get those now too, because the or um the moon's orbit is is elliptical, so at some points in time the moon is further away and closer to the earth. So so you will still see annular eclipses now, even though um even though the um the sun is in, in the right orbit, it'll just be slightly further away and doesn't, and it gives us the rip off eclipse.
1: Yeah. So, so the point is that the, the sun doesn't move in the exact way every month. And so, this is why you don't get solar eclipses every month. It's, it's just a matter of, and, and you know what's uh, t- amazing to me, Megan, and scientists, and knowing how to do this for millennia is chart the path of eclipses, the, uh, you know, predict when they will happen to. To the average human being who doesn't understand how and I could not do this obviously uh it's almost magic how can you predict that how how can you know that that's that's pretty amazing stuff isn't it
0: yeah and you know actually humans have been have been um, predicting eclipses uh, since before we knew that we lived on a spherical body that <laughs> they, they happen with such regular current and there's um and they happen on certain cycles. And so for, for probably most of human history, we have been predicting it. But now we've, we employ these very um, sophisticated computational models that take into consideration everything we know about gravity and about, um, about the path of the moon and the shape of the orbit and, and are able to predict these things down to um, milliseconds.
1: So let's uh let's get to our phone calls uh and again 847-475-1590 is the number to call if you've got a question about the eclipse on Monday the solar the total solar eclipse uh I'm not sure exactly what uh, uh order you put all those words in but it is a solar eclipse and it's total. Vince in Melrose Park, good morning You're on the Mike Novak show.
2: Hi, how you doing guys? Uh okay, good. what what's up? Listen, I have two questions. First of all, um, I don't have any glasses, and I'm going to have to go out and try to find some glasses somewhere. Um, number two, if I'm standing in my swimming pool looking down at the water, will that reflection hurt my vision?
1: That's a really well, good question.
0: That is a really good question, and I hadn't I hadn't really thought of that. I'm going to have to look up on our safety information. Um, I think that I'll I'll address that first. Mm-hmm. I would. I would probably encourage you to use some kind of eye protection, um, and specifically the, the um, International Space Society's uh, rated eyewear. Um, if you do not have glasses and you can't find glasses, I, there, you can use pinhole projectors, and there's a ton of resources on NASA's website on the eclipse, which is eclipse2017.nasa.gov. Mm-hmm. and there's there's a ton March of resources 24. different lo- yeah that- i'm gonna I'm gonna be really, really pounding away at that particular web address because really there's so much information on there, and you know it's hard for me to internalize all of the information about the eclipse, so anything that I have missed yeah. or that um, that I haven't been able to fully get out there to so you guys is going to be on that website There's and and to let you section on safety. Let
1: me and, let me let let you know that it's on my website, mikenovak.net I've got the link here, but here okay. it is. But here it is again, Vince. And you can write this down if you need to. It's Eclipse twenty seventeen. So ecl- spell Eclipse E C L I P S E two zero one seven dot NASA N A S A dot gov. And yeah. And,
3: yeah. and to answer that question, because it is somewhere on that site, I'm just not finding it. It said, yes, if you're looking at the water, you're still going to get those dangerous UV rays yeah. reflecting back. So you're still going to want to wear those glasses.
2: Okay. So I'm going to check That's to find absolutely. some glasses.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, the other question um, is this. I keep hearing that there'll be another eclipse in 2024. Uh, in that is earlier, correct. That's correct okay is it going to be visible here in Chicagoland?
0: I mean it, you Chicago will be in the um, the umbral or sorry the the penumbra path so you will it'll be a partial eclipse not a total eclipse but um, Carbondale is going to it is it, going to be in the path of totality again and this particular eclipse in April I believe it's April 18th of 2024 um, will will be visible from, will be, the path of totality will start in Texas and it'll end in Maine. Um, and so you will still be able to see it. Uh, I'd like well, I like go the going to Carbondale. Yes. Yes, yeah, so yeah. it will be in Carbondale. They're yeah. billing themselves now as the crossroad of the eclipses or something <laughs> yeah, along <it's> those lines.
3: <laughs> April 8th, 2024. So put that on your calendar. Eight. This.
0: Thank you. I knew there was an eight in there. <laughs> April 8th, 2024.
3: 2024. And you might
1: want to you you might uh, might want to start heading down to Carbondale for 2024 right now
3: and reserve your yeah, hotel yeah. right away. <laughs> yeah, book There's, your hotel right now.
2: <laughs> How many people you think are going to show up in Carbondale? A lot.
1: Uh, here's the deal i I saw something the other day, and this is what I'm terrified about, and and we'll get to this in a second, but or maybe we just bring it up now. I'm terrified that I will not get to the path of t- totality because of traffic. Um, there I read something a week ago that said that they were expecting two hundred thousand people to go down to Carbondale. Now, I saw a report yesterday that there was 500. A, a, in Oregon they had a million people, and you could see from the air they had a video of a stream of cars that was going nowhere and these This is three days before the event, and i 'm thinking yeah. this is insane. Uh, I've got a, a, a motel room 50 miles from the path of totality. So my goal was, I figured, ah, I'll get up at 6 a.m., I'll drive 50 miles south, and I'll be in the path of totality, I'll get to see it, and, uh, and then head back. Now I'm worried that I won't be able to get 50 miles in six hours. Uh, and that scares the heck out of me, uh, it, because uh, there's going to be a lot of people there. And it kind of depends where you are, so I'm staying away from the, from the interstate, first of all. I'm not going anywhere near the interstate uh, because I'll already be in the neighborhood uh, but uh, I'm gonna try to find a way <laughs> yeah well you know because I want to be able to duck into a back onto a back road and just get out of there if I can uh, but it yeah, is
2: good luck with it I know yeah.
1: who knows <laughs> who knows what the story will be Vince I have no yeah. idea it'll be an adventure I
2: heard I heard five hundred thousand.
1: Oh, you're probably right. It's probably close to 500,000. Who knows? It might be a million people going down to southern (laughs) Illinois. All Facebooking
3: live at the same time. I I mean, what
2: is the total population of Carbondale anyway today? (laughs) I I don't
1: know. Is it when I don't either.
2: 40,000? I
3: was going to
1: say, when school is in session or out of session?
2: (laughs) In session, 40,000.
1: 40,000, 40, oh, you know, wow. they're not going to be able to handle this. So it'll be oh, 26,179. 26,000, wow, that's just crazy. <laughs> well, why don't we
2: move the eclipse up here to Chicago? No problem. <laughs> and then,
1: well, it, it actually touches on St. Louis. You'd think that we could get it here <laughs> in Chicago. So, Well, Vince, thank you for your questions. Those are excellent hey, questions. I
2: appreciate it, and I really love your show, Mike. Thanks, thanks Vince.
1: Vince. Thanks for listening.
0: Wait, okay, one, second, Vince, right. one second, Vince. One
1: second. Hold on. Go ahead.
0: I, I just wanted to tell Vince that, that his local library, should, they are give, most local libraries are giving away a certain number of glasses every day. So if you can get there early tomorrow you may, or Monday, you may be able to grab some glasses still.
2: Now, here's the question. I live in unincorporated Cook County, so I really don't have a library. <laughs> Oh, no. I'm not sure the what Park to Park tell
1: Park you, Vince. I'm not sure, and we're, we're out of time here. So, Vince, uh, good luck with it, but just make sure you cover your eyes. We're talking to Megan Thompson from NASA <laughs> about the eclipse. We'll be right back. It's Mike Novak with Peggy Malecki.
3: Are you ready to make a positive change in the world around you? One that's easy and creates beauty. Make the switch to Native Plants, Natural Communities Native Plants. Enjoy the elegance of nature, the birds, the pollinators, and yes, even monarch butterflies, without the excessive maintenance and without pesticides. Natives create food for pollinators and birds, offset climate change, cleanse water, reduce floodwaters, and they look great. Natural Communities has more than 200 species of affordable woodland, wetland, and prairie plants, as well as shrubs, trees, and seeds native to the Midwest. And now is the time to get those plants established in your yard for a head start next year. Go to naturalcommunities.net. And if you use the word NOVAK, N-O-W-A-K, at checkout, you'll get 10% off your purchase until October 1st. Don't just get back to nature. Create it in your own backyard. Go to naturalcommunities.net. Let's face it. Sometimes we overdo physical activity.
1: That's when to give Dr. Bonnie Flaster a call. Dr. Flaster is a chiropractor who treats back and neck pain, but addresses foot, knee, shoulder, and wrist pain too, all with gentle non-force adjustments. And she'll talk to you about your problems and work with you to devise the best treatment strategy. Find health tips at rivernorthwellness.com. Call Dr. Bonnie
0: Flaster at 312-642-7545 and get back to feeling good.
2: This is your talk.
3: Hey, this place is really something else, huh? Only on
2: 1590 WCGO. Evanston, Chicago. The sun is a mass of incandescent gas, a
1: gigantic nuclear furnace, where hydrogen is built into helium at a temperature of millions of degrees. Yo-ho, it's hot, the sun not a place where we could live But here on Earth there'd be no
2: life Without the light it
3: gives
1: <laughs> <laughs> Great song uh, by They Might Be Giants. Uh, By the way, one thing I've discovered on this show, and we found out earlier, is that gardeners ask questions. That's why Chicagoland Gardening Magazine has a column in every issue called Q&A. This month, one of the questions is about how to grow cucumbers that aren't bitter. Hint, don't plant them too early, don't Mm -hmm. grow them too late, Mm -hmm. and keep them properly watered. Mm -hmm. Sounds like Gardening 101, doesn't it? But that's only once you know the answer, right? By the way, there's my column on the inside back page of, the, of every issue. Yep. Some people ask why my column is so bitter. Uh, but that has to do with my childhood, more about my childhood than improper watering, and that's called Psychology 101. Chicagoland Gardening Magazine, a publication of State-by-State Gardening magazines. Go to ChicagolandGardening.com. If you're in other parts of the Midwest or the South, try one of the 21 magazines in those regions by going to State-by-State-Gardening.com or call 888-265-3600, 888-265-3600. And I know that Megan Thompson, senior scientist at NASA, has a copy, a couple of copies, of Chicagoland Gardening magazine. Um, and I don't know if you have got around to my column, but be in a safe place when you do, okay, Megan?
0: Okay, I certainly will.
1: <laughs> uh, and we're talking about the eclipse. Uh, your phone calls are welcome at eight four seven four seven five fifteen ninety. But as always, some of the best conversations happen during the break. Uh, and we were talking about ISO, which stands for Peggy
3: International Standards Organization.
1: International Standards Organization, and in your and your. Uh, eclipse glasses should have the iso logo on it uh but we've been hearing that there are frauds out there people who have and and that is just so unconscionable uh i i who would do that uh to make a buck to risk the health of of people that to me that's 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 well it is criminal but i Mm -hmm. i just don't understand them there's no morality uh Around that. Who would do something like that? But we need to be careful about that, don't we, Megan?
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, your glasses, in addition to having the ISO rating of 12312 2, 3, 1, you, they should also have the manufacturer's name and address printed somewhere on the product. And um, And you should take them out and test them today, test them before the eclipse. Put them on your face before you look at the sun. You should be able to see nothing else except for the sun when you look up at the sun. And then before you take them off, look away from the sun.
3: And they also suggested that, you know, you could try it inside, look straight at a light, and if you don't see anything yeah. but black, That's it's, a good, it's thing. good.
1: Now, what was that? Because uh, I'm looking at mine now. I pulled my glasses out here, and one, two, three, one, two, dash 2, is that? Uh, yep. I've got it! One. I've Yay. got it! Yay! <laughs> there you go! Okay, okay. We need you and your wait, glasses. Wait, hang on, hang on. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna put my glasses on. We're
3: gonna post this on. He's broadcasting with his glasses, folks. He and can't I, see a thing. And I can't.
1: Where's <laughs> Where's the microphone? Okay, and uh, I've got the with the headsets on too. You've. <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right, one more there. Do you have stop a, talking.
1: All right, sorry. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. She's got a shot. That's going to end up on Facebook. Uh, good. So I, I have the right glasses, and it makes me very happy. But it's really important for folks to know that you really can't cheat. You cannot cheat. You cannot think uh it will give that, you
3: permanent damage to it, your yes, eyes. Yes.
1: It doesn't take. It takes just a few seconds. Uh, so you think, some people think, well, I'll just sneak a quick peek at it. You know, and there's a reason why we flinch. When we look at the sun, it's the body saying, no, please don't do this. This is not good for you.
0: Yes. Um, oh, absolutely.
1: I, so- well, I, but, I, but I wanted to ask you, Megan, I mean, you must, you must be getting a lot of questions like this. Like, can I use my sunglasses? Can I, you know, how, how can I cheat and, and take a look at the sun?
0: Yeah, and the answer is as you were saying is you really really can't. Um you don't have any you don't have um nerve endings in the rods and cones of your eyes, and it's the rods and cones that are that are so um sensitive to the sunlight, and one person may be able to handle looking at the sun for 10 seconds, but one person may may get the same type of damage after only 5. And so there's no way to standardize it to say, "Okay, I can look at the sun for 10 seconds and then mm-hmm. look away." You really need to have your, um, your ISO-rated uh, eye protection or use a pinhole viewer with, um, to, to project the path of the eclipse onto the ground.
1: Uh, we can tell people how to do that. It's really pretty simple. Uh, and, and from what I understand, uh, nature will provide a lot of ways for people to see the eclipse without looking directly at the sun. That, that There are situations where if you look at a reflection or if you look at something, you're going to see the crescent of the sun. Uh, on the ground or on a wall or someplace. Uh, but if you use the pinhole, uh, and basically you take a, a shoebox and you put a pin, uh, poke a hole in uh, uh, one side of it, and then let it shine inside, and you will you will see the crescent of the sun as the, the moon is covering the uh, sun.
0: Yep, yep. You can even use a kitchen colander. You can stand outside and hold a kitchen colander so that you can see the the um, the light from the sun will cast crescents on the ground for every hole that's in the colander.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you can put it on your head and be...
3: <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was going to make a political statement after that, but I'm not going to say it. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> well, there, there was uh, something else, and, and we've got it up on the blog, your solar eclipse checklist, what to look for on the big day. So if you don't have glasses, you don't have a colander, and you don't have a pinhole... There's still a lot of other things you can be looking at and observing as to what happens as it gets darker, what's happening to the people around you, the shadows, nature
0: Oh yeah yeah, the nature goes crazy. They, um, animals get confused you'll birds will go back will go to nest and nocturnal animals will come out um, and, and you know the at totality and even at max totality in Carbondale, the eclipse will last about two and a half minutes. And and you we will see lots of odd and interesting things during those two and a half minutes as as crickets chirp and and nocturnal birds come out, bats come out, mm-hmm. things like that happen.
1: Uh, and I found this. Uh, uh, now, and I want to remind people that uh, they should go to eclipse2017.nasa.gov, and you've got a ton of stuff, including an app there. There are set we, and and Peggy found an app and I don't know if they're the same one. There's at least two apps I think out there and probably a lot more. What's the app uh, you were telling me about, Megan?
0: Well, the one that I was telling you about was the was the NASA Globe app and that's and and that's actually um, an app that NASA has going pretty much all the time. But they added an eclipse um, module to it to track the eclipse to log temperatures because mm-hmm. the temper the ambient temperature will drop in the in the umbral and the penumbral, penumbral, sorry, I have a hard time saying that word all the time, <laughs> shadows. Um, so the the ambient temperature will drop, and um, you can log that information into the NASA Globe app.
3: And that's for you know everyone to be a citizen scientist and participate.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. We have lots of citizen science projects which are which are very interesting and they're fun ways of getting, of getting people involved in science because when we do science, we're doing science for everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. fantastic to have, to have the feedback from people on the ground who may not be trained as scientists but can be trained to, to read temperatures.
1: Yes. And, and I'm looking at a photo. Uh, I, I, I was going to mention this article I saw in the L.A. Times, and it was about things mm-hmm. to to uh, look at to be aware of actually it is uh, what to look for mm-hmm. on the big day uh, and they have a photo which is really cool yeah, of cool. a guy holding up his binoculars and uh, holding them to the sun he's not looking through them but he's letting the image of the sun be projected on a wall and it's in his shadow and you can see yeah. see the two crescents. Uh, That's cool. Crescents of the sun which is really awesome this is one way to do i mean there's like that's what i what i meant when i said there's all kinds of different ways you can see it without actually looking at the sun
0: yes thanks for bringing that up because i had forgotten about the binoculars and and you can do that also you can do that with telescopes although i'll I'll tell you that if you're that you know with binoculars and telescopes do not look do not use them to look at the sun unless you have ever right Mm -hmm. but unless you have the um you have the proper filter and and, uh, there are filters that are made for that
1: and there are and i actually had one when i was a kid and i had a telescope (laughs) i had a sun filter uh but what can i tell you uh but what i'm afraid of is that people will not time it correctly uh they think that they're you know and let's let's remember that in chicago in most of the places in in the united states Folks will not see a total solar eclipse. They will see only a partial eclipse, which means you can never look at it directly. You just can't. No.
0: Yes, and thanks for bringing that up because I don't. Th- I think you're right. I think that most people might not um, understand that unless you are in the path of totality and 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 you were you know there for that two and a half minutes where the where the moon is fully covering the disk of the sun. That's the only time that you can look at. The, at the at the eclipse happening, if you are not in the path of totality, you need to be wearing your glasses all all the time. Every time you're looking at it, you need to be wearing your glasses.
1: Exactly, and uh, we're going to break here. Uh, Megan, can we keep you on for one more second? Our our meteorologist Rick DeMaio is uh, is not here today, uh, so we got a little extra time. Can you hang on? Sure, sure. Okay, that's uh, Megan Thompson, who is senior scientist at NASA. We are talking about the uh, total solar eclipse happening on Monday. Uh, we should probably get the times out, but you know it's going to be around 120 or mm-hmm. something like that here in Chicago. Uh, and uh, Peggy, take it away.
3: Are you ready to make your lawn beautiful and sustainable? Well, now's the time. That's right, late summer, early fall. It's the time to make those improvements. So talk to Logic Lawn Care, a local company that uses a holistic approach to make your lawn safe for your kids, your pets, and you. Logic also works with schools, park districts, and municipalities across Chicagoland to manage large turf areas. Get a free estimate. Go to logiclawncare.com or call 847-421-6500. 847-421-6500.
1: And again, uh, we uh, invite you to call in at 847-475-1590, and you can talk to a real scientist uh, who's uh, on our phone line here because she's... uh, She's not at NASA headquarters right now, but soon she'll be bouncing off the walls there, won't know what to do with herself. (laughs) So we need to to get her revved up for all the questions that are going to come pouring in. You're listening to The Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki, 1590 WCGO. We will be right back.
3: Join Crate Free Illinois on Friday, August 25th for a discussion about factory farms, at Nana Organic Restaurant in the Bridgeport neighborhood of Chicago. Mike Novak will moderate a panel about the threat of factory farms in Illinois. Noted sustainability experts will be there, including Mark Ayers, Illinois Director for the Humane Society, which is launching its Illinois Agriculture Advisory Council. That's August 25th at Nana, 3267 South Halstead Street in Chicago. It starts at noon, and it's free. Hey,
1: Ron Cowgill. Yes, Mike Novak. How would you like to drive the safest, quickest, and most capable sports utility vehicle in history? Legally? Of course legally. In fact, you would own it. Legally? Stop saying that. I'm talking about the Illinois Solar Energy Association, which is raffling off a 2017 Tesla Model X. You mean the one that comes standard, all-wheel drive, seating for up to seven adults, and up to 295 miles of range on a single charge? Yes. The one that can accelerate from zero to 60 in 2.9 seconds? Yes. How did you know that? I'm reading the script. Oh, well, then you probably know that only 2,500 tickets will be sold. They're $100 each. You can purchase as many as you like, and the drawing is December 7th. Do I have to be present to win? Nope. Do I have to live in Illinois? Nope. Just the lower 48 states. Is this the part where we read the disclaimer stuff really really fast? Nah, this is where we tell people to get details at illinoisolar.org. You're good. Yeah.
3: Hi, I'm Peggy, and I publish Natural Awakenings magazine. And for seven years, we've been helping Chicagoans to lead healthier, happier lives. Each month, our readers enjoy new information about integrative health and wellness, local foods, raising healthy kids and pets, helping our environment, and living a more sustainable life. Get your free copy of Natural Awakenings in more than 1,100 locations throughout city and suburbs, or visit us at nashicago.com. Natural Awakenings. Feel good, live simply, laugh more.
2: This is your talk. We're going to be here for a long time. Only on 1590 WCGO. Evanston, Chicago. Here we are. The sun is a miasma of incandescent plasma. The sun's not simply
3: made out of gas. No, no, no. The sun is a quagma. It's not made of fire. Forget what you've been told in the past. (laughs) (laughs) ah, Electrons are free. ah, A state of matter, not (laughs) gas.
0: (laughs) Not liquid, not sun.
1: Megan, are you singing along? Plasma. I kind
0: of am. I'm humming at least.
1: (laughs) See, this is a this is a song for scientists. Uh, they they sing along all the time. Plasma. Uh, uh, uh.
0: <laughs> I think you missed your calling, Mike. Uh,
1: you know uh, that I should have been a singer or a scientist.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, both. Both. The,
3: the, a, oh, I know. A, a singing scientist. scientist. Ooh.
1: <laughs> That's my new career when I get out of when I get out of radio. So uh, the, there are a couple of things that you wanted to mention before we let you go today about the uh, the eclipse. I've already forgotten. The weather. That. The weather, and right. And where to view the, the eclipse. Right, exactly.
0: Yeah, so, you know... We don't um, control the weather, contrary to, what? to some belief. What? On, come do. on, come on, come on. Wait, not. wait, wait, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> it's all <a> plot. Uh, <laughs> uh,
1: I know that NASA controls the chemtrails out there, okay? <laughs> I happen to know this, okay, because I have very important people tell me that the chemtrails are controlling humanity. Are they wearing
3: tinfoil hats? Yes.
1: They're wearing colanders on their hats, actually. With glasses. With glasses. <laughs> uh,
0: well, we'll have them take the colanders off so they can make their own tinfoil projectors. <laughs> Right. And and um and just let everybody know that that weather can interfere with your with all of your plans with your viewing plans and if it so happens that you don't have you don't end up having a good view because of cloud cover as is being predicted for Chicago and for big portions of the South um, there are lots of resources online that will there's are streaming resources you can go to the NASA um, Eclipse website. Um, you can also go to NASA, uh, nasa.gov/eclipse-live, where we'll be um, we'll be showing live coverage from a lot of different platforms. There are planes that we that are monitoring the eclipse as it progresses across the country. There is also um, stream eclipse.live, which will be streaming a lot of video from the 57 um, weather balloons or observational balloons that we're sending to about 100,000 feet. Mm. And they'll be watching the eclipse from, they'll be watching the shadow pass along the the ground, and they'll also be watching, looking up at the eclipse.
1: And of course... And uh, they'll
0: be streaming live, yeah.
1: Yeah, and go to eclipse2017.nasa.gov. And and there's just so much stuff on the site. Now, before we we let you go, some of the cool stuff that is not science, but human. It's it's human-based. It's it's the uh, anthropological, I guess. Uh, And, uh, for instance, this article in the L.A. Times that I was telling you about, among the things it tells you to do is watch the moons if you're in totality, watch the moon's shadow speed toward you. Now that sounds awesome. Ooh. It says if you're standing yeah. in the path of totality, you will be able to see the moon shadow come speeding across the land before enveloping you in its darkness. Cool. That's awesome. Now, here's That's the That's awesome, yes. The, here's the problem with that. The other phenom- phenomenon that happens at exactly the same time is Bailey's Beads, which is yes. where you see the um mm-hmm. uh, the the light of the sun Go through the peaks and valleys of the mountains on the moon just before totality. So if you're, yes. wa- so you get a you get a choice. You can't see both.
2: <laughs> you're not going to see Bailey's
1: beads if you're looking at the shadow of the moon approaching you. And I'm not sure what to do. I'm so confused.
0: <laughs> you know, I think that you're just going to have to go with your own personal preference at the time. I would probably be looking at Bailey's beads while I was like side eye looking <laughs> at the at the shadow of the moon. Rushing towards to engulf me. <laughs> uh, that
1: that I think that I think that's probably going to be it because I I've, I've read about I've seen photos of Bailey's beads uh, and it, what it makes it, the sun look like it, or the moon the sun the 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 combination of two like a diamond ring you see this yeah. little little thin uh, area of light and then this big diamond on one side uh, as the sun is poking through the mountains on the moon and that's just awesome stuff. Um, It's
0: really amazing. Yeah, I've never, I've not had the opportunity to see that. So I would probably be looking at that. Mm
1: -hmm. uh, The other thing that I wasn't aware of uh, from this article is a 360 degree sunset. If you're in totality, you look 363, it will look like the sun has just set in every direction. Oh, my God. I think my head is going to explode. (laughs)
0: So you just taught me something because I didn't know about the 360-degree sunset aspect of this. So uh, I learned something from you today,
1: Mike. Uh, oh, oh my goodness. I'm teaching scientists. That's just terrifying. <laughs> that is terrifying. <laughs> uh, it, uh, there's a guy from the American Astronomical Society Solar Eclipse Task Force. He said it will be like the sun set 30 minutes ago in every direction. And what you're seeing is light from part of the Earth that's experiencing a partial eclipse. You're, yeah. look, you're looking mm-hmm. out to where there is still light out of the shadow of the moon. Just amazing. Um, And
3: all the shadows will be really long. That's the other thing. You're
1: looking at shadows uh, when you're doing this. And uh, you mentioned this before, Megan, the animals will be doing odd stuff, but not just other animals, the human (laughs) animals. One, One of the things to do, they tell you in this article, is look around and see what other people are doing during the totality. Uh, you know, it's a perfect time to do people-watching. Uh, I was
0: going to say it's probably the most amazing people-watching experience you'll
1: <laughs> ever have. Uh, and this uh, is uh, right up your alley, Peggy. Uh, don't forget to look within. You know, first... I, I, well,
3: you, realize that you're actually standing there watching the
1: eclipse. Yeah. yeah. And what, what is it like when the you can almost, like, see into space? Sometimes... When I'm standing on a body of water on the shore, like Michigan or the ocean, and the and the moon rises, I'll watch it and I'll think, "Okay, don't watch the moon rise; watch the Earth turn." And you can sometimes feel that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the kind of thing that you can experience watching the eclipse of the sun. Uh, and and finally, their last one, number ten, is put down the camera, uh, <laughs> be in the moment. And, and I'm, that's going to be a tough one for me because I want to get something from it, but I, don't, but I do want to experience mm-hmm. it. And if we get to Carbondale, we'll have two minutes and 40 seconds of it, which is about the longest period in, on the entire continent to see the eclipse. So that's a really short time, as I know on radio, mm-hmm. uh, two minutes and 40 seconds. So uh, Megan Thompson, senior scientist from NASA, thank you so much for being with us this morning. And, Thanks for
0: having me on, Mike. I really appreciate it.
1: And uh, good luck th- <laughs> on this. Uh, on, <laughs> well, uh,
0: good luck to you. You need it more than me.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> i got to try to get to the eclipse. Uh, again, go to eclipse2017.nasa.gov for all the information you'll possibly need, or you can go to my website, MikeNovak.net. Go to this week's show. I've got a bunch of links there. Uh, and please don't do anything, don't look anything without your eclipse glasses. Practice safe viewing. Yes. Uh, megan i hope we run into each other soon
0: i hope so too it was very nice speaking with you today all right you take care
1: have a great weekend you too uh that's the show thank you we'll be back tomorrow at 9 a.m we got a great show good stuff and then i hit the road and see Mm -hmm. if i i'll just i'll probably hit a traffic jam (laughs) at kankakee who knows anyway thank you to megan thompson today thanks to ben boquist randall Randall, Alan, Alan, Alexa. Uh, and until tomorrow morning at 9, go green
3: or go home. Uh,
0: Stadler? Yeah, uh, what? Is that it? Yes, it's over. How'd you like it? I don't know. I slept through the whole thing. Well, you didn't miss much.